is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 449th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Well, we have a new coach here in Atlanta, and his name is Raheem Morris. That should sound familiar to all of you all. He was on Dan's Quinn staff. From 2015 to 2020, he did just about every job on the staff. As Dan Quinn trusted Raheem Morris, his former player at Hofstra College, to do, you know, wide receiver coach, defensive specialist, offensive specialist, defensive coordinator. I think he even brought lunch for everybody when he was on Dan Quinn's staff. But Raheem Morris was named the 19th coach of the Atlanta Falcons. So with that, we're going to take a break. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, all right. We're back here from the break, and we're going to hear from two familiar names here in Atlanta. Dan Quinn and Rams general manager Les Snead. Both of those guys have spent a lot of time in their careers with Raheem Morris, and they can give us some unique insights to Raheem Morris. As you all know, Raheem Morris became a coach in the NFL in 2002, working at the bottom in the Tampa Bay organization as a defensive quality control assistant. He worked his way up to the top to where he became the head coach in 2009 after John Gruden was fired. So they had John Gruden. They went to Raheem Morris. At 32, it didn't last that long. He had uh, he had a couple highlights there also, but he went 4-12. and The second season, he went 10-6. and And then that last season, it went sideways on him at 3-13. and now, he was playing with a rookie quarterback, too, in uh, his first year, and that was Josh Freeman. It looked like it was going to be okay there after that second year. Then the third year, it, did, it didn't work out too well. Lost control of the team. They went 3-13, and 13, and then they hired Greg Schiano. Now, um, he comes in to Atlanta. You know, he goes to Washington. We'll go through all that. We had a lot of that in the paper. Just wanted to hit some of the highlights there on the record because that's what a lot of people want to say that, well, they hired a guy with a losing record. So then he gets to Atlanta when Quinn's uh, situation is going sideways. They put Raheem in charge with 11 games to go. They were 0-5. 
he won four of the first six games. And then, um, you know, it kind of fell apart at the end. Everybody knows they're getting fired and going elsewhere. And, and they go four and seven. But as columnist Mark Bradley noted in his uh, latest Bradley Buzz, Raheem knows the, the building. He knows where uh, how everything operates. He knows that, um, hey, if there's something broke, he knows he may be the guy that can fix this. So, you know, the Falcons, they got a unique setup. It's not traditional. We've pointed that out several times. So, you know, but he knows the quirks and the, you know, who's got to be appeased and, uh, uh, you know, who's got to have meetings with whom and, you know, which way to go to get everybody pulling in the same direction. That's all you got to do, get everybody pulling in the same direction. And we're not going to get into the restructuring and who's over the soccer team and all that. This is about Raheem Morris and his coaching staff and how they're going to try to turn around the Falcons. So without further ado, let's bring on former Falcons coach Dan Quinn, who coached Morris at Hofstra back in the day. Here's coach Dan Quinn, the Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator. When did you get the news yesterday? So I was... Uh traveling so i mean i was uh, actually i'm just leaving uh, seattle today so i had been uh, interviewing so i had my phone in my bag so i didn't get to talk to him until about five o'clock so i just took a break and snuck outside and said that like just him a one minute hell yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> right excited for him like he's one of my uh you know oldest and best friends uh both in coaching and out and so like this is a really good hire person like He's going to crush it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and how important was it, you know, I know he, I used to see him and Kyle hanging out, um, but how important was it getting him on the offensive side of the ball and getting him some work over there on your on your staff and then, uh, you know, to get him some divert, you know, give him kind of some, uh, maybe help him as a candidate? Yes, no doubt about it. I think uh, he'd be first to tell you that those years that he did that, you know, helped him as a defensive coach knowing that he was going to come back on the defensive side. But I think it takes a rare person to do that, Led, who can, uh, you know, shift between offense and defense, have the ability to do that. But, like, that kind of shows you about, you know, his work ethic, his mental quickness to get all that done. So, like, uh, yeah, I think it's definitely helped him. It's given him new perspective. I think it's helped him become a, you know, a better coach overall. So, like, I think it's only added value to, like, an already, you know, strong background. Okay, the last one, Coach. Just uh, speak to his uh, skills as a communicator, because that's you got. You guys got to teach and communicate and get those uh, young players to to do what you want them to do. Yeah, there's very few people that were like born to be a captain or a leader or a teacher, but uh, he's one that was like. Um, so like, his last year playing was like my second year coaching, mm-hmm. and so like he was coaching then, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> even in his last year playing, and so we go back that far led to where um, he had that part of communication decisiveness as a ball player it turned into the way you know he coached and that's why you know like he rose so quickly he has a a connection uh, like not everybody learns in the same way so what is needed for led could be different for Dan mm-hmm. and so that's like a, a special and rare gift that he has so uh, he's got a you know personality that people gravitate towards so like you know, the team and the guys, they'll play really, really hard, you know, under his watch. 
Well, we want to thank Dan Quinn for answering our text and calling right away. We appreciate that. And Coach Dan is always uh, there uh, when you need him. And he came through once again for our listeners here on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Some fine things to say about Raheem. Now, um, we pointed out last week, hey, Les Need, as soon as uh, the rims were eliminated from the playoffs, Les Need went to bat for Raheem Morris. He said, hey, this is his time to get the job. This is his cycle. And it worked out for Raheem Morris this time around. And what Les was saying is, is uh, well, I'm going to let him tell you. So he, he does a good job in his own words. But he felt this was the time for Raheem Morris. Here is Rams general manager, Les Snead. My history with the Falcons, what that organization means to me, owner and raw, all of it combined, you know, really, really cool to see that come together and happen. Just from just, let's just say that, that's just as a person, as a fan, not as a GM, right? Right. Hey, and then that, was that kind of what led you to make your, when you made the endorsement at the beginning of your end of, uh, season presser? Because I thought that was pretty uh, strong, uh, you know, statement. Well, yeah, you know, and I, and I, I think I had just done 680 radio, and sometimes it's a long story, but I, the, the reason I did that, because, mm-hmm. it, it, and I, and I tried to articulate this probably didn't do it as well but i remember thinking this year uh and again i gave you the history raw starting you know had interviews after our super bowl year had interviews last year mm-hmm. so this is kind of third year of seeing him but i remember uh it hit me at some point during this year because you knew brian callahan was probably going to be in the coaching cycle mm-hmm. this is before and i was like you know what he should be in the cycle based on Cincinnati's success. But if you want to hire Brian Callahan, this is probably the year to do it because they've lost Joe Burrow. They've had to implement a backup QB. And you see that team evolve to a competitive team that gave it a good fight all the way to the end. And they didn't go to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, wow, that if you want Brian Callahan, this year may prove that right he can handle it when it's not ideal. And, and so I, I, I remember thinking, wow, that it, yes, our Super Bowl run, our defense in the playoffs was very formidable, right? But mm-hmm. now you you come to 2024, and I'm like, of that formidable defense, really we only have Aaron Donald left. Mm-hmm. Every other player on that defense is either on a rookie contract or a veteran minimum contract. And so it's well publicized, least experienced, cheapest defense in NFL history, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But raw, raw helping that defense to evolve. And I think I mentioned it. Metrics, hey, we were, let's call it right down the middle, 15th in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But wow, that's a good 15th. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, that. I think that defense, you could have easily on paper go, wow, mm-hmm. we might have put Raw in a position to have a, a, a 25 defense, mm-hmm. per se. But but to see Raw coach this team, that side of the ball, bring them together without that experience, have them ascend, continue to get better, have them be, and especially some second-half adjustments, right, where got beat up a little bit in the first half, but came back. We even saw that a little bit in the Detroit game, mm-hmm. right, where yeah. – 
they, they, I mean, I don't even know if they had a third down in the first half, mm-hmm. but, and then come out and hold them to three points in the second. So, uh, second half. So it's, you know, you, you just saw that a little bit. And I'm like, you know what? This is, this is, this is the year Raheem deserves a job in terms of, let's call it being a coach responsible for getting, in his case, defense from A to Z, Z being results. Mm-hmm. I thought they were, so I was like, man, that was probably what led me to, uh, probably making that statement just going a little out of the box. Mm-hmm. Hey, and I've been um, I've been you know working, but I, I've been seeing some of the stuff. What are you? How do you square the losing record? And I tried to explain like, hey, a lot of guys start out. Um, you know, Chuck No had a losing record when he started. He, he would have got fired today. But um, how do you explain the record when he? You know the well the the, the, the here's how I would look at that. Is right. He he probably got the head coaching job a little bit too young, mm-hmm. and he, if you, and then you go okay. If you're going to hire a young coach like that, it, it's probably on the organization to help that coach evolve and mature. And I'm not saying you got, I mean, I'm just saying you, you maybe give a lo- longer runway, mm-hmm. right? With that being said, in there he did have a ten and six record at one time. I think the neat thing on that is, like you said. I think all I I think I think you can be a head coach with a losing record, and if you got your second up, mm-hmm. I think that head coach is going to be a better head coach second time around than first time around, right? Based on been in the chair, right? Had to learn some lessons, and now has a chance to apply them. Now, whether that coach is going to be successful or not second time around, you. Again, you're trying to predict the future, but I do think that experience is important. The thing with Ra is, he's actually had right close to a decade mm-hmm. of being able to to look back right. and go, you know, and, and he's probably done it. You know, I, I bet you, I bet you, some of the lessons that he's going to apply changes, you know, every three years. Like, wow, this is, you know, I, I did it this way. Next time I'll do this differently, right? And I think as you, the more time you have to reflect on those things, probably the the wiser you get. All right, Lesney, we like want to thank Lesney for calling us. I think he was on vacation out of the country. I uh, contacted my Rams folks, and they were able to. Uh, hey, said hey, he uh, he'll get to you at this time, and um, he sure enough did on his vacation to check in. Uh, on um, with us on Raheem Morris, the new Falcons head ball coach. So with that, we're gonna hear from Coach Quinn and General Manager Les Snead. You know, all former Falcons. Les Snead was here for eleven years. Thomas up. He was Thomas Dimitrov's top assistant when he left to go BGM of the Rams. And Coach Dan Quinn, who is uh, as we are recording still up for the Seattle job that one hasn't been filled and uh, Washington that one hasn't been filled also so with that we're going to take a break here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast this is the Bowtie Chronicles for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution ocean breeze tropical beach an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise a drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there beach on Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. 
In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, we're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and we're going to uh, look at the coordinators here for the Atlanta Falcons. Coach Raheem Morris, he's going to speak on Monday, his introductory press conference, 11 days after he was named the coach, which is ridiculous to me. I don't know. Um, we're discussing in our uh, PFWA board members about this wait time teams are putting people through after naming their coach. Charges are up to eight days, and um, Carolina is up to eight days. So it doesn't do the daily media much good. It doesn't do the fans much good to be delaying these press conferences when you hire a new coach. You know, the excuse here in Atlanta is, hey, the schedules, uh, people's schedules are fluid. You know, the fans' money, their their money's fluid, too. But y'all asking for all these PSL prices and uh, can't give the fans uh, the coach for 11 days is ridiculous. All right, I'm off my bandwagon. But, yeah, my guys agreed. Former presidents of the um, PFWA uh, said, yeah, this is getting out of hand. So we're going to more than likely have a proposal. Moving forward, to they got to be made available quicker than this. This is ridiculous. But anyway, so some of the, um, they have announced the coordinators, and they started to come out a little bit early. You heard Les Snead talk about Zach Robinson. And the, so Zach Robinson is the new offensive coordinator. To my knowledge, hasn't caught a play in the NFL yet. Defensive coordinator is Jimmy Lake. To our knowledge as it stands right now, hasn't caught a play in the NFL. It's caught some in college, though. Uh, and the one you all know, the returning special teams coordinator, Marquise Williams. So there you go. Raheem's got two first-time coordinators, two first-time NFL coordinators. And so he, uh, his you know, experience on both sides of the ball is going to come into play. Because, you know, I'm sure if the defense messes up, he can take that over. Uh, but if the offense doesn't get rolling, he, uh, you know, I don't know if he'll take it over from Zach or not, or who's the backup playing guy, uh, or you just got to roll with Zach Robinson for the first year. So here's a little bit about Mr. Robinson. He, he's he been with the Rams for five years. Uh, served in a variety of roles, including the quarterback's passing game coordinator, assistant quarterback's coach, and assistant wide receivers coach tw- in 2020. So he's been in three different spots. Uh, he uh, helped Matthew Stafford last season, throw for almost 4,000 yards, 20 t- 24 TDs and 11 interceptions. Had a 92.5 passer rating and earned Pro Bowl honors for the second time in his career. Uh, Rob Stafford ranked in the top 12 among quarterbacks in completions, passing yards, and touchdowns. So also with um, Robinson as the passing game coordinator, Rams wide receiver Puka Nakoa 
recorded the most receptions, 105, and receiving yards, 1,486 by a rookie in NFL history. Earning second team all AP, all pro, and pro bowl honors. Nakua set the NFL record for most receiving yards by a rookie in a playoff game with 181 against Detroit. Hey, so he was at the Senior Bowl. We got uh, Gabe Burns down there, and uh, the Rams found him in the fifth round, less needing them uh, do a job. Boy, uh, you know, that defense, you heard uh, him talk about that defense and all the first-year guys and uh, undrafted guys. You know, Raheem was coaching up that defense last year, so that thing, he thinks that's what got him the job or helped him to get the job. So there's some of the highlights on Robinson. For some of you hardcore college football people, you'll know that he was a quarterback at Oklahoma State. He was Dez um, Bryant's coach. Uh, Excuse me, he was Dez Bryant's quarterback uh, there and that he was drafted by New England in the 2010 draft. And he's also spent time with Seattle, the Seahawks, Lions, and the Bengals. Haven't played, didn't play a down of ball in the NFL, but he was drafted and spent time with um, four teams. Now, he was a three-year starter at Oklahoma State, Cowboys, finished uh, his collegiate career among the all-time offensive leaders in the program. He passed for 8,317 yards, 88 touchdowns, uh, and, and had 88 touchdowns, including 66 through the air. The young man is from Littleton, Colorado, was all Colorado selection at quarterback while competing in both football and track at Chatfield Senior High. Robinson and his wife, Mia, have a daughter, Mandy, and a son, Cooper. So there is your new offensive coordinator, Mr. Zach Robinson. Now, Jimmy Lake is your new defensive coordinator, be familiar to some of you all as the former head coach at the University of Washington. He previously was the assistant head coach last year with the Rams. And during his time with the Rams, he helped the team bounce back from that 5-12 and season to the 10-7 and season last year in the wild card berth. Okay, so he was only there for two seasons. But he was at the University of Washington where he saw some of the the nation's top defensive units and several helped to develop several NFL prospects. He was the first season with uh, the Huskies was the COVID shortened year in 2020, during which he led them to a 3-1 record, won the Pac-12 North Division. Washington led the conference in total defense and saw four players earn first-team all-pack 12 honors he spent two seasons at Boise State back in the day so he's uh he's been there the two years with the Rams were his you know only NFL years uh no position but he's a defensive back coach by trade so um he has that in common with Raheem Morris and some of the Trent McDuffie is one of his players that he developed at Washington So he's been at Montana State, Eastern Washington. He's an out west guy. He's from Walnut Creek, California. He's a military brat. 
lived in Turkey, the Philippines, and other places before settling in Spokane, Washington. His father served in the U.S. Air Force. His wife, Michelle, they have three children, Jimmy Jr., Faith, and Bronson. All right, so that's your defensive coordinator. Don't have any tendencies on either one of them. Don't know how they're going to play. Got, should be fine with defensive back play uh, because uh, that's been his specialty. He was a coordinator along the way, too. Uh, and, oh, he did spend two stints with the Bucks. So I'm sorry I missed that here. Two seasons with the Bucks, the second of two stints in Tampa Bay. Down there, he was a defensive assistant defensive back coach for two seasons. And he also spent some time in 06-07 with the Lions. So he was a back and forth. He'd been in pros later, then a lot of college, then he's coming back. Okay, now Marquise Williams, nothing new here. He, I haven't got my, I haven't, well, I'm working on the position by position uh, series. We're up to seventh installment. I just finished the defensive backs today. So the next one is, um, Special teams, I want to see. I'd be interested to see where they finished this year because they were top 10 last year. A lot of that was due to Avery Williams leading the league in punt and kickoff returns, but they, they weren't close to that this year. So we'll see where the special teams units, um, they don't have, they didn't have the big breakout returns either. So that might have uh, did them pretty well, but we'll see as we do some more work here in the next couple of days on the Marquise's units. But he was the one coordinator retained by Coach Raheem Morris. He'll be returning for his fourth season as as the special teams coordinator. Joined the staff in 2021 with Arthur Smith. And, uh, you know, his stars, Young Wei Koo, who's uh, made 88.3% of his kicks. I, I don't know how the coach gets credit for the kicker, but, hey, that's, hey, give it to him. So that's the star of his unit. You know, in tw well, last season, you had the Lorenzo Carter scoop and score and Corderell Patterson 103-yard return. Last season, we there weren't that many highlights, uh, you know, other than Koo. If they didn't have Koo, the record would have been a lot worse. He won three games. He was named the uh, NFC Special Team Player of the Week twice in Week 7 and Week 16. So him and Bradley Pinion are your key folks on the special teams. Pinion had uh, 75 punts for 3,110 yards, and he was tied for fifth in the league uh, with 11 punts inside the 10. So there are your coordinators. Zach Robinson, first time NFL offensive coordinator. She has some new ideas. He's got to get him a quarterback. That'll be, we'll see where that happens uh, in the offseason. And Jimmy Lake, that should be, you know, interesting. He's been around. He's a coach. Been back and forth between the college and the uh, pro ranks. I don't believe he's called a play in the NFL. We'll nail that down between now and our Sunday story on the coordinators. But also a couple other interesting things have happened on the coaching staff here, and then we're going to get on out of here and get ready for a Super Bowl next week. We'll be broadcasting from the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, getting ready for the Chiefs and 
the 49ers. I know the 49ers are favorite, but who's betting against Patrick Mahomes? But anyway, on the staff here, too, we uh, TJ Yates was retained. And TJ, um, let me read my text from him. He's going to be moved to the quarterback position. And he's going to be coaching the quarterbacks after years of working with the receivers here in Atlanta. So uh, TJ was uh, pretty stoked about it. I think that's what he said here. Yeah, hey, I'm moving over to QB coach, comma, pumped, exclamation point. So so there it is, TJ. I'll be coaching the quarterbacks for Coach Raheem Morris. And uh, they got a big, they got a, that's a big job on this staff because the quarterback plays got to improve. You know, if they, they got to look for one everywhere this year, if, you know, worst case scenario, they get stuck with the same two, then they got to improve the quarterback play. So, but I'm thinking, you know, they're going to look at all avenues to get one. But anyway, TJ will be in charge of that. Also, Mike Petrie was uh, retained. And yeah, you got he did a heck of a job with uh, Tyler Algier going for the rookie rushing record in 2022. Then B. John Robinson breaking the, the not the rushing record, but the all purpose yard records for a rookie with 1463 last year. And then the, uh, for the knuckleheads out there saying the coach didn't know how to use him right, he had one less carry than Christian McCaffrey. He had one less carry. He had um, one less touch. So one of be says 272. We had it in the paper last week because, you know, we've been tracking that all year. Looked at the touches for Barry Sanders, Marshall Falk, uh, Saquon Barkley, and LaDainian Thomason. And he was under all those touches. But you don't want to uh, wear your back out now. When you had other weapons, you got to use, you know, you were able to move it around to them. Now, the other one is up in the air a little bit. Understand Coach Leffert, um, you know, they got to work things out with him. They had to work things out with Jimmy Lake. It was my understanding that one almost went sideways too, but they got their guy. But uh, Leffert may be the run game coordinator because um, Zach Robinson doesn't know much about NFL running, run game, so – you know, leaning on Coach Leffer to keep the running game intact makes perfectly good sense to me. Run game coordinator gives him additional title and a little bit more work on uh, coordinating the run game and the fits and everything. So that might be um, something to watch here. If he's uh, uh, retained, he's expected to be retained, and we'll hear about him and his situation later. Don't know about anybody else on the staff right now who's going and who's coming although ryan nelson did leave to go to jacksonville as their defensive coordinator so you know the coaching staff flew it but he had 11 days to work on it so he's got a lot of it uh done and, and uh, i'm sure we'll hear about the finishing touches here over the kind of dead week while you know the senior bowl and the east west all-star game are going on but with that, hey, we're going to get on out of here. This was our 449th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Shout out to Coach Dan Quinn and Les Snead for stopping by. And uh, good luck to Coach Raheem Morris and his new staff and his new, new coordinators who will be um, in charge of trying to get this 
thing turned around. These Falcons have had six consecutive losing seasons. Hey, but they're number one in fan experience, but uh, number number 28 or so in football experience. So they got to work on that football experience and get that going too. Take care and have a great rest of your week. Ocean Breeze, Tropical Beach, Pina Colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.